0: Two wizards. Two wizards. Two wizards.
1: Two wizards. Uh, well, yeah, I uh, like I was mentioning. Uh, fall is fall has flung. Uh, it's definitely autumn time here in the Midwest, and uh, leaves are starting to turn on the trees. It's been cold and like rainy. It like rained all day today, um, but the Mrs. Wizard uh, had a nice treat for us. Uh, whipped up a big old pot of gumbo, and so oh, just nice. had yeah have. A belly full of gumbo and I'm I'm happy. All is right in the world.
0: <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I'm I'm super jealous of you.
1: <laughs> Which like have I ever made that for you? I don't know.
0: No, you never made have. it, but yeah.
1: Cause yeah, like so my uh uh my uncle um he so married my dad's sister so like not uncle by blood but like um uncle by marriage. Uh mm-hmm. yeah he grew up in like the South um and we were hanging out with them uh, for the holidays one year. I was in like middle school, uh, high school, and he made a batch of gumbo, and that was our first time. It's like, what is this? Whoa! What is this thing? It's like, oh yeah, it's gumbo. It's great. Yeah. And I forget if it was my, mo- it was probably my mom asked like, well, can I have your recipe? And he just laughed. He's like, no, you can't have my recipe. It's a secret. You can't. This is my, this is my family thing. I don't just kill- share this around with whoever. He <laughs> kind of laughed in her face. Um, but then we were determined, like, all right, we'll 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 start doing our own stuff. And so then, yeah, we, I think, just went online somewhere and found a recipe. And uh, yeah, oh man, it's a chicken yeah. and a little kielbasa and so- and uh, um, shrimp. Got some shrimp in there, and then just all the other good, all the other good stuff. And yeah, super super awesome. So next time, oh, oh damn it! Like, I guess I missed when I was there in Alamosa. I should have made a pot of gumbo. God damn.
0: Son of a bitch. <laughs> Pterosaurs and gumbo—it's a winning combination. Pterosaurs and gumbo. Yeah. Rah! <laughs> Ooh, Where's the oh? O-
1: yeah. Where's the okra? Rah! <laughs> uh Well, th- that's how I am. How are you doing? You d- doing all right there, Mark? Just just hanging in there. Another yeah, day.
0: Yeah, hanging in there best I can. Fall is here. It's ookie. It's spooky. Mm-hmm. It's. It's, Our... it's the reason to start putting up your Christmas lights if you're Walmart. But yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. All right, all right. Um, Are the leaves still on the trees or have they all like frozen and fallen off by now? Uh,
0: yeah, they're still sticking around for the most. Okay.
1: Part. Cause that, cause, cause it like, like autumn in Colorado and I know like autumn's a pretty like great season uh, wherever you are, but Colorado autumns are awesome for like a week and a half. And then there's that real hard cold snap in like, everything freezes and dies and falls to the ground. And that's like, okay, this is what life's going to be like for the next five months.
0: <laughs> this is it. We're, here we are.
1: Here we are. Well, and in fact, here we are. I couldn't I couldn't think of a better way to end our little banter, our little back and forth. Hey! Which, like, for witty banter, we're just two old men saying, like, yep, yeah, weather's cold. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we got to start getting off weather, like...
1: I know, but, but, it, but it's because we're both so excited. We're excited because it is. It's, it's, it's autumn. We don't have to deal with summer and all that hot, hot heat. We get to wear our warm sweaters and flannels and drink dark beer and relish oh, in the falling temperatures. But here we are right now, brand new episode of the Two Wizards podcast, and I'm one of those wizards, and my name is Josh.
0: And my name is Mark and I am the other one of those wizards And yeah, here we are at the Two Wizards podcast And yeah, it's the reason for the season Time to be a little ooky spooky But before we do that, we gotta talk about what is in our wizards chalices Mm.
1: Yes we do, yes we do Uh, Well, I have with me, I've mentioned this company before But I haven't had this one in particular Uh, Going back to Sibling Revelry Brewing out of Westlake, Ohio And uh, I found their American Red Ale, which, yeah, pretty standard, pretty straightforward. Uh, And it says, uh, an American Red Ale brewed in honor of Rowan, the rowdy middle child. Uh, UK malts and American hops give this beer a toasted caramel profile, a subtle citrus aroma, and a taste for mischief. Uh, 5.5% alcohol by volume. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It's been a minute since I've had a Red Ale on par with the Mark... With the mark, uh, homebrew red <laughs> ale, all there so. Aww,
0: thanks, buddy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you yeah, what's uh, uh What's what do you have uh, gracing your 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 goblet, your chalice this time around?
0: Um, it's kind of funny. I think if you were to go back at like a year to today and listen to that episode that we did for that week or whatever, mm-hmm. I would have the same thing as I have now, and that is a kilt lifter Scottish style amber, <gasps> amber ale, and then a uh, chocolate peanut butter porter out of Horny Goat Brewing. Oh
1: man, that is that is. Which it is really neat, uh, like not to, uh, again, not to like pat ourselves on the back too much, but it is super, it, it it's very neat to be like, yeah, what did we record about this time a year ago and like get to like listen to us and like, oh, we were so young back then.
0: <laughs> so young and full of hope and
1: life. Young and full of hope and all that, but uh, <laughs> well, well, hey, I will, I will absolutely drink to that. I'll drink to that. So Cheers. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Good buddy. Cheers, buddy. Here's Anya.
0: God Kilt Lifter. Yeah, it is, this is the most right. wonderful time of the year, Josh. I just I love it. It is this goddamn much.
1: It is. We get to just drink crazy strong beer and uh like prove how tough we are by withstanding the cold. And somebody says, Oh, you sure you don't want a jacket? Like I got an extra one in my car. Like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> Um, cause I, cause that was a part of my childhood growing up in Colorado was like that little bit of like toughness, like oh, all right, uh, second grade class, it's time for recess. Everybody grab your jackets. I don't need a jacket. I'm seven years old. I'm 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 tough as nails. And then you try to play tetherball, and your fist just stings like a motherfucker. Cause
0: your fist <laughs> explodes as soon as you hit that <laughs> ball ass yeah. ball. And you're like, I don't want to play tetherball I'll go sit on the swing Oh, no, 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 I stuck to the chain Never mind Yeah. <laughs> that too Oh, well, that too. Well, well, maybe the slide Oh, no, I totally bricked it on the invisible frost Going at the stairs Yeah <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, but also But but yeah, Not so not only the weather But also that ooky spooky time of year And I know last year we did Our Halloween challenge And we were uh, watching movies and reading things and playing video games and looking up artwork and all that uh, and and we decided we 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 wanted we we asked each other if we wanted to do a similar thing this year but y- y- you know you don't want to become too predictable right not
0: yeah we got something we got something cooking for later on in the year and yeah right right and and but
1: yet also to be kind of fair maybe. Uh, for those listeners who who kind of have that itch that they're wanting to scratch, like, wait, they're not going to talk about ooky spooky stuff. Oh, baby, you just you just wait, because this episode this episode's dedicated to you, uh, and and we are we are going to get a little a little spooky, and just have some fun with it.
0: Yeah, and and along that line, also talk about some like weird ooky spooky media inadvertently. I didn't even plan on doing that. We did oh, it. Oh yeah! Yay! Yeah. Full
1: circle. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. So, um, uh, Mark, would you want to introduce this topic? Do you want me to introduce the topic? What do you think?
0: Last week we did. Um, we just kind of did like a grab bag of SCP. Yes. And yeah, we were talking about some fun stuff, and you and I were talking. With, and I kind of thought, well, hey, maybe it'd be fun to like look at real life SCP, but not in that way because we know it's not real. But we're gonna yeah. look at like cursed objects or haunted objects or cursed places and. Cursed things, whatever you want to call it, something that has something weird and ooky spooky about it, and maybe it's not malevolent, or maybe it's killing people until you can satisfy its lust for blood. Who can say? But we're going to right, try to yeah. figure that out tonight. Yeah,
1: yeah. So we are. we're talking about, like sort of like cursed objects or haunted objects or cursed places and things. Like, and see, so yeah, I think the, um, yeah, the what what maybe spawned SCP is These earlier stories about, like, oh, this thing, a uh, man was gonna be hanged that day and he flicked a coin, and it's that same coin here in this museum in rural Arkansas or whatever. But yes, yeah, so we're gonna be talking about all sorts of creepy, cursed objects and places and stuff like that. So, and uh, and, and yeah, like we drew up our own kind of lists and, and we did compare notes just to make sure we didn't. Both talk about the same thing because that'd be kind of awkward. Well, uh, yeah. I guess let's see here. Uh, uh, I could start unless there's yeah. one that you run. Okay, well, well, what if we do this? One? No, let's just I, shotgun
0: I, these, yeah. We're not yeah, shotgun, we'll, we'll, but you know, yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll just kind of go through. Well, um, as I was doing some of my research, um, some of the ones that I found, and I almost want to start with this just to get it out of the way, um, but uh, I want to talk about one or maybe even two. Uh, creepy dolls cursed dolls because that seems like kind of of an obvious one right like of course there's like the like chucky franchise and like the freaky porcelain doll whatever um Mm -hmm. and so like kind of paying homage to that um but the first one um but the, the, the first one i want to talk about is uh robert the doll Ooh, okay and this is a uh sort of yeah like a doll that's apparently been terrorizing Floridians for 116 years, <laughs> or I guess now 117 because we're because we're in 2021, and the last time this article was updated was in 2020. <laughs> uh, and so, and so, this is from uh, allthatinteresting.com, a uh, little write-up here by Katie Serena and checked by John Kuroski. Oh, okay, uh, but it says that the that the creepy story of Robert the doll began when he was gifted to a young boy named Robert Eugene Otto in 1904. And this haunted toy has brought horror to Key West, Florida ever since. (laughs) Drink. Drink. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, if you, if uh, listeners, feel free to do this yourselves. Mark, feel free to do this yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. If you Google Robert the doll and you'd look at it, I mean, it's, it doesn't seem any extraordinarily more creepy than a doll that's, uh, yeah, like 116, 17 years old. Uh, like yeah. it's kind of faded. It's kind. Of, uh, he's apparently wearing like a sailor's outfit, um, mm-hmm. and he's also holding like a a dog in him. He, he has a little. That uh, dog is
0: kind of creepy, though. We can agree, right?
1: Yeah, that dog's pretty creepy, and. Like, you look at the doll's face and, like, some of the features are kind of worn off and there's kind of pockmarks everywhere. Well, I mean, that's to be expected, wear and tear. So, like, that is kind of creepy. Yeah,
0: you look good after 117 years.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, And so, so, uh, 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 the legend has it that this 116-year-old straw doll is haunted by a malevolent spirit. Uh, The original owner, a boy named Robert, this boy named Robert Eugene Otto, used to blame his mischief on the doll until the evil forces inside the toy took hold and the mischief became more sinister. Ooh. Uh, even today, misfortune allegedly befalls those who insult the doll. So I guess look out, Mark. We were talking about how creepy this doll is and how kind of oh. derpy and stupid the dog is. Well, I guess we'll just have to see. Um, from allegedly breaking people's bones to causing their cars to crash, Robert the doll remains a terrifying figure for all who encounter him
0: All right. Well, I hope Robert doesn't hear this episode then.
1: Yeah, I I, I hope so. I hope or maybe yeah, quick. What how many downloads have we had in Florida? <laughs> we, we can we can uh we can play the odds here. Uh but um uh, <laughs> but uh so like with many of these stories, uh, these legends, there's kind of multiple versions multiple origin stories some say that uh, it w- that this doll was a gift from uh robert otto's grandfather some say that um some of the family's maids hexed the doll and like kind of cursed it that way okay. um we're not exactly sure uh but um yeah like strange things began to happen around the household uh, according to legend, Otto's parents would wake up in the middle of the night only to find their poor boy screaming and surrounded by overturned furniture. Uh, as Robert Eugene Otto grew older, uh, he became even more malicious as mutilated toys starting appearing in the Otto's home. And young Otto would cry, Robert did it! <laughs> so I guess yeah, kind I of a little bit of like Sid from uh, Toy Story Toy 2. Story. <laughs> yeah, and so... Uh, and so yeah, the, uh, there was also a story about, like, a plumber coming in to, like, work on some stuff and kept hearing, like, children's laughing, but nobody oh. was at home.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. But then again, like,
1: <laughs> if you're in a residential neighborhood, maybe it's some of the neighborhood kids kind of maybe. laugh. I, I don't know. But is
0: there ever laughter in Florida, Josh? Can we ever say? that? That, <laughs> that,
1: is, that, is, that is true. <laughs> um, and so... uh, uh. Uh, young young human robert eugene otto grew up and uh, uh moved away and uh i guess he got into like the academy of fine arts in chicago and then the art student league in new york uh and when he was at, when when he was at the sorbonne in paris uh, he met his wife anne okay uh and um uh, anne did not like Robert the doll. Which okay, that also makes sense if you married a guy but he still has like this creepy ass doll from when he was a little kid around. Yeah, that's a red flag, right? Red flag. Yeah. And so Otto's wife said, "Look, honey, like this is well, and uh, apparently he also like um designed a special room in the attic for Robert the doll and like had like a dollhouse and like furniture and stuff like that." And so the wife was like, "Okay, no, this is enough like <laughs> Put all that shit away. Lock up the doll. Keep it away. Uh, and then, uh but then, like, the doll would keep mysteriously, mysteriously, like reappearing, <laughs> and uh, be would would be like looking out the attic window as people are walking by. Okay. Um. So that's, so yeah, that's who great. Knows? That's great. Just yeah. Watching you. Who knows what it is? But um. And so and so uh, Robert Eugene Otto died in uh. 1974 okay. and a woman named myrtle reuter purchased the house where, where he lived uh which happened to include robert the doll and uh she lived with the doll for 20 years okay uh, but then she finally donated the creepy toy to the fort east martello museum in uh 1994 claiming that the doll was indeed haunted
0: Ooh, uh, so
1: if so if you want to if you want to go check this thing out you can go to the uh, uh yeah the fort east martello museum you can look up where that is probably in in florida somewhere uh <laughs> and go look up this creepy ass robert the doll
0: all right robert the doll i hate that robert. thing i've heard about it and i hate it
1: Ugh. yeah it's
0: it's it's pretty bad it's pretty bad I just the laughter of children is, yeah, never a sound sound that I ever want to hear. Like right, it's always it's always
1: unsettling, and uh, yeah, you just you just don't you just don't want you just don't want it, don't want it.
0: No, thank you. Keep it out of my house. Thank you.
1: <laughs> keep it out of my house. Get that out of my house. Get that which out of um, I don't like. Do you still have either like? Well, I'm I'm sure like I have some of my like childhood toys in like a storage unit somewhere like did you ever have any toys that were like haunted or like oh it wasn't me who broke the window it was Littlefoot, the dinosaur (laughs) that i got as a stuffed animal it was him did you ever have anything like that
0: um not no i don't think so i know not that i can remember did did you have something like that i like a weirdly like you're hitting yeah kind of specific for a second well, uh
1: so I did not personally uh however um uh, I have a uh one of my aunts and uncles and uh uh cousins I don't know whose these were but like they had a, a doll collection mm-hmm. and would like kind of have it displayed out um when when and, and so like going to visit I I was like we get some weird vibes looking at this case of yeah like porcelain oh, dolls yeah. Um, and so I tried to stay away from, <laughs> try to stay away from that whenever I was, went over to visit <laughs> and play and all that. And yeah, it's especially when it was nighttime too, just like completely nope the hell out of there. And uh,
0: yeah,
1: it's like no, I'm just gonna go downstairs and go to bed. Good night.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go literally anywhere else other yeah. than the horrible doll room. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that was that was all. That was, all. I was Just I was just gonna. I was just curious to be like, oh no, Josh, I've never told you about Marky the
0: doll. <laughs> I mean, hmm. I guess that my house is haunted by something that drinks all the beer and makes Amazon purchases and then eats leftovers when he didn't know he was doing it. But yeah, who? Could, I think who that's a. I, I think that's just more indicative of a problem, not like an actual haunting. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. All right, fair, fair enough,
1: fair enough. But yeah, so uh, uh, which what 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 sort of what sort of creepy haunted object or cursed place? What do you have?
0: Yeah, so I've got some, I guess you can call it Cursed Media, and I've got just two quick Mm. ones here for you. Mm, Okay. Alright, so the first one is a thing called the Voynich Manuscript. Mm. And uh, it's, it's just a book. It's like 23 by 5 inches long, and then 16 by 2 inches wide. It's got 240 vellum pages, and some of them, like, they fold when you open them, so you have to, like, fold it back up to put it back in the page, but it's like a I don't know, medieval pop-up book, if you would. Oh, interesting, okay. Yeah, we think it's dated, written somewhere between 1404 and 1438, based off of the vellum pages. I guess you get a pretty accurate dating off that, and then the ink, the, the style of ink.
1: Oh, okay, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. It is written in a completely unknown language, but all 240 pages have copious amounts of notes. Hmm... And this comes from a uh, professor, Gonzalo Rubio, who was an expert of ancient languages from Pennsylvania State University. They, he he um, did a, what do you call that, survey, study, whatever. He looked at the Voynich manuscript. Oh, okay, okay. The things we know are grammatical markers, things that occur commonly at the beginning or end of words, such as S or D in our language, and that are used to express grammar, never appear in the middle of words in the Voynich manuscript. That is unheard of for any Indo-European, Hungarian, or Finnish language. So, takeaway point is, this thing isn't written in anything that we know.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: What we sort of think it is, is just a collection of knowledge. There's several folios that it breaks down into. So, there's, like, herbal, astronomical. There's this, uh, I don't know how you say this, balneological. And it's, like, a dense continuum. And so, this is just the description, and I get a kick out of it. A dense, continuous text interspersed with drawings mostly of small, nude women, some wearing crowns, bathing in pools or tubs, connected by elaborate works of pipes.
1: (laughs) Okay, that's... uh,
0: I know what I want for Christmas. (laughs) Uh, There's a cosmological, pharmaceutical, and then recipes. Okay. And so all of these have tons of text on them, tons of, like, super colorful pictures. But it's really weird because we don't know who wrote it or where the hell it came from. Mm. We think it might have been made by, or so there was an alchemist named uh, Georg Barish. I think I'm, maybe I'm saying that right. I don't know. But okay. in, um, but he said that it was taking up space in his library, and in a letter to a friend of his who was really good at cracking, I guess, Egyptian. He, according to this, he was good at um, deciphering Egyptian hieroglyphics. He sent the manuscript to him to look into it, or he had written the manuscript to him about it in uh, 1639. And that's the first time we ever see this book referenced in history. That's super uh, interesting. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, that guy's name was uh, Kersher, who received the book, and uh, he got it in 1666. Evil Thunderclap. <laughs> okay. Inside the book, he found a letter that said it belonged to Rudolf II, who was a Holy Ro- or who was a Holy Roman Emperor. Cool, good enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this, he figured, this was found out in 1912 when it was bought by a guy named Wilfred Voynich, who was this big hot shit book collector. Cool. Mm. We don't really know what it was though, and that's why it's so damn weird. We think that Rudolf had it in 1611, and that's important. One of the running theories is that Robert Bacon, like that Robert Bacon, the super famous Robert Bacon, or Roger Bacon, not Robert, sorry, Roger oh, yeah. Bacon, sorry, my bad, he wrote it just for funsies. He had nothing better to do than to write 240 pages of crap in a weird language that we, up until this date of 2021, have not deciphered. Cool, maybe. Um, And if that's the case, we think that maybe it would have passed to the court wizard John D., which, mm. an actual dude who was a real wizard way back when, there's a theory that Voynich maybe just faked it because it would be insane to have a lost Roger Bacon book.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Some of the drawings in it ma- make are similar to a guy named Giovanni Fontana, and he also used the type the same type of cryptograph that is written in the manuscript. So maybe there's that uh, one, but then the final point, and this is maybe where I think it is, it might have belonged to the Imperial Distiller, and I'm going to mess this one up, Jacob Horshiki or under his Roman name, uh, Jacob Synapius. Synapius? I don't know. But he was the Royal, or he was the Imperial Distiller under Rudolf II. And I think it was just like his weird recipe book. <laughs> <laughs> but either way... We don't know what the hell this thing is It's not necessarily cursed So I guess if we had to like Draw the parallel This is just a safe class It's just weird And it's Yeah just a weird thing It's Mm. in the bathroom You can read it if you want to But it's also huge So maybe don't
1: That is Yeah That could I would love I would love to Yeah get Get a sort of copy of this And just I don't know Well because Because like I mentioned too Like I only like barely Have like brushed my fingernail against the like depth of uh like studying manuscripts and studying papyri and all that but it's it's so cool it's super super cool to like dive into that stuff and yeah i'm also and and, uh just have all these weird illustrations that you're like i have no idea what this text means there's a bunch of naked ladies taking a bath in like a weird (laughs) series of pipes like what does that mean (laughs) But uh, what are all these pipes? What are the yeah? So um, yeah. Uh, if you're looking for a stocking stuffer for this 2021 <laughs> Christmas season, uh, listeners, get
0: your copy of the Pocket Voynich Manuscript. <laughs> maybe you can decipher it, where literally thousands of others have failed. Which, like well, AI it, can't do it. it. Nothing can figure it out. It's just, and that's why we think that maybe it is just a hoax. But it's too good to be a hoax, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's
1: too, well, and and because because that's the other thing too is like now that we okay, so when this thing was first kind of uh, making the rounds wherever, and you had to like sit down and you know write everything out, but we have like computers and we have like crazy algorithms that can crack codes and uh, and stuff like that. So I I would also be super interested to yeah learn what 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 sort of work has been done to try to make sense of this thing or if like there's like maybe just even like a paragraph that we have kind of sort of figured out that'd be super yeah. super interesting mm. we
0: know that mm-hmm. there's a cipher in it we know that that that's where we get the deal from that uh, Giovanni Fontana but like right right and it's the same type of cipher and I guess that was a big deal was writing in ciphers back then because again it was oh, the, yeah. you know 17th century and we had nothing better to do but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Confusing notes for all.
1: <laughs> well, and the, the, and then yeah, you get the Leonardo da Vinci types who are like writing two different ciphers with their left and right hand at the same time, and <laughs> nobody tell Dan Brown about this, um, or we'll get a crappy <laughs> follow up to you've you've cracked the da Vinci code, you've solved Angels and Demons. Now, uh get ready for the, the Voynich manuscript. And then it does. It turns out to be this like I- Imperial distiller. Like uh uh yes, this is my recipe for gin. <laughs> two two cups elderberry flour. It's like that sounds delicious. I'd love to try that. And then there's like a Yeah, like a Franciscan monk somewhere who's also an assassin. Eh, the damn brown. Eh. Pfft.
0: Uh, but, any, but anyway, the gun to the, 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 the assassins, got the gun to Tom Hanks, head. read it, read it, damn you. It, OK. D- drink your Ovaltine. Yeah, dr- yeah, be sure to drink your Ovaltine. And then the monk goes mad and shoots himself in the head.
1: Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I've been living a lie. I've been drinking Nesquik. And then he... <laughs>
0: But then his blood splashes on the page, and then the light—the like, writing—glows in gold. And it's like, my God, the prophecy of the the red flying snow. That's what it was. <laughs> That's what
1: it was. What does it actually say? Eat your cream of wheat. It's <laughs> <laughs> just all like 1920s, like <laughs> food advertisements.
0: <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> Son of a bitch!
1: Oh God! All right. Well, well, yeah. Pepper the voice Damn, damn paw
0: made for a superior hold. <laughs>
1: <laughs> With our trusty leaded gasoline.
0: <laughs> Laramie brand cigarettes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, anyway, sorry. Um, anyway, no, no, that's okay. That's all right. Um,
0: so, well, there, the, so, Voynich Manuscript, and then yes. the other one I have mm. is something called the Codex Gygus, and I'm sure you've heard of this one. You've Everybody's seen this thing. Yes. Everybody's heard of it. But I yes. think it's cool as hell, and in this case, we actually have a book that has... Caused harm to at least one human. Mm. So it's the largest medieval book that we have. It's thirty six inches long. It weighs a hundred and sixty five pounds. Whew. That's crazy. <laughs> it's got three hundred and twenty vellum pages made from one hundred and sixty donkeys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that stuff. Oh, I love it so. Because, because yeah, like vellum and like all that stuff. Like you didn't have. You didn't have a fancy paper with, treated and yeah, perfectly bleached white. No, it's just ah, crap. I got to write this thing down. What do I use? Yeah, Uh here's some here's some animal skin.
0: I punched this calf skin. That'll have to do.
1: That'll that'll have to yeah. We'll we'll make it work. We'll make it work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so what it is is a collection of knowledge that was said to have been written over a single night by a monk who had committed some great sin. And he was going to be walled up inside of his monastery or whatever, unless he could compile this book with all the collection of human knowledge, which I guess in the 1300s is literally nothing, so it's like 20 pages of shit.
1: (laughs) Okay, okay, yeah.
0: (laughs) But there's no way you can do this, so what do you do? Well, being a monk, you don't ask for God, you ask for Satan. So Satan appears, and he helps the monk write this gigantic book, and the monk is so excited about it that he puts a picture of Satan in the book to say, hey, thanks, guy, and you can see this giant-ass picture of Satan. And everyone wants to know, oh, what's the Codex Gygus all about? And it's just weird stuff, nothing really, but here is where the curse happens. Number one, it's kind of fun. Um, mm-hmm. So the monk, according to legend, wrote this overnight. They didn't. It was written over the span of 20 years. But, like, remember, this is the 1300s, so information travels at literally slower than a snail's pace. So 20 years of compiled information would be a huge undertaking and probably, like, one of the most complete records you would have.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Which,
0: that's kind of insane and cool, and that's kind of why some people say, oh, yes, it is a cursed work, because surely only the devil could have made a book so quickly overnight in whatever, the 1300s. It's not. But once upon a time, there was a fire in the monastery where the book is housed. And in order to protect this book, somebody threw it out a window and nailed somebody with it, <laughs> <laughs> which is where we get our curse from.
1: And that some reports
0: I've is... read said they died, and then others said they were just kind of fucked up because they got whipped by a 165 pound book. But
1: <laughs> that also makes sense. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, Codex guy gets in the Voynich manuscript. To probably not cursed, but definitely weird as hell books,
1: yeah, absolutely weird as hell that's too funny, that's too funny yeah i I want both of them like i I already have way too many books, um, and the Mrs. <laughs> Wizard has told me like, okay, Josh, you actually have to read some, like finish reading some some of the books you already have before you buy new ones, but uh yeah, I think I'm gonna have to find these
0: to find <laughs> that these. dog won't hunt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, boy. There you go. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) All right, what do you Uh, got, buddy? Well, next on my list is, again, sort of creepy stuff, creepy uh, stuff. But this is the uh, Cursed Death Chair of Thomas Busby. And uh, it's a allegedly haunted oak chair that was cursed by the murderer, Thomas Busby, before his execution by hanging in 1702- in North Yorkshire In the UK So we're going across the pond This old chair Okay, so also, just real quick This chair is 300 years old That's insane to me That's so crazy This chair is older than the United States of America
0: It's a weird country song Yeah It's <laughs> older than America <laughs> her name is freedom You can rock on her <laughs>
1: Unfortunately, it's not a rocking chair, but, oh. uh, but yeah, so, so, um, uh, so, so yeah, in, in, in North Yorkshire, uh, this is where it, in this chair is like hanging out again, like kind of like Robert Thoreau, just kind of hanging out in a museum or something. <laughs> uh, but, um, so, so yeah, uh, in 1702, the story goes, one Thomas Busby brutally murdered his father-in-law, uh, and his partner in crime, uh, okay, sorry, and his and his partner. I, I take that back. In a crime that the two frequently committed. Oh, so he, okay. I was
0: like, wait. His father-in-law was his partner. That's cool. I like it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. The story goes that like, as he's finally like caught and and he's brought to justice, he he curses this chair. Uh, and or, or something like that We don't even know if he like said something or touched it Or if it was just like, oh, that's that murderer's chair <laughs> um, But it says that but, 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 but the story goes that If someone uh, sits in this Which was apparently his favorite chair um, That person will uh, See some sort of accident Or commit suicide Or die of a disease Okay And uh, several sources Say that when they were sitting in the chair they heard the voice uh, whispered, uh, that was apparently Busby, um, and saying that, May death come to anyone who dares sit in my chair. So this guy was just super possessive of his chair. He didn't want this... anybody sitting in it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> this is, I guess, like the lazy boy of, yeah, the 18th century. <laughs> like the early 18th century. I say, cause...
0: get out of my slothful lad.
1: Because... <laughs> My maternal grandfather, he had his like recliner, his chair, and mm-hmm. he'd get really feisty if there were some grandkids sitting in it and it was his turn to have a sit. so um, <laughs> but um, but 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 anyway, so um, this this article, and I do want to give proper credit. This is from medium.com, but it just says Edwin. So I uh, Edwin, I would tell you, I, I tell our good listeners your last name, but you haven't told me. But apparently this uh, guy, Thomas was, yeah, just a pretty, pretty scummy, low life guy. Uh, he and he and his uh, wife, Elizabeth, uh, they they had a family and a house together. Um, but, uh, but, uh, again, like, uh, Thomas just returned from a drunken party with his friends and he saw his father-in-law, Daniel, sitting in his favorite chair and and, and that was it. That was it. Um, Mm. and so he, uh, when he arrived at Daniel's house later afterwards, uh, he attacked him with a hammer and, uh, when, yeah. And so, and so, and so, it was like just. <laughs> and apparently, it goes moments before being executed. Thomas Busby had asked for time to say his last wish, and so he went to his to to like the local inn, visited the chair that he liked so much, and pronounced a curse on whoever sat in that chair would die horribly.
0: Okay.
1: Um. And so, and there's a there's to this day. That's like part of the advertising for the, for this for this place. Like, yeah, come see the Busby Stoop. That's what they call it. This 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 old chair that. Um, so so all right, whatever. This is a 1700s, uh, something like that. Uh, but apparently, uh, some of the stories uh, say that a whole bunch of soldiers during World War II sat in the chair and did not make it back home from the war. Okay. Um, Uh, apparently in 1894, after drinking at the Inns Bar... (laughs) Okay, just a sec. Sorry, just a sec. Okay, yeah.
0: I don't think you can blame the chair for the war. Like, or, like, for dying in war. I don't know. I just... (laughs) Unless, like, like, war was over. Like, they were coming home, they all stop off at this pub where this chair is at, and they all have a seat in it. And then they die, like, as soon as they get home or something, but... (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm not going to give you Phantom. I'm not giving you what's his name, Marvin. Uh, 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 Thomas Thomas Busby. No, 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 no. The guy that wrote your article with the one name. Oh, uh, Edwin. Sharon. Edwin. I'm not getting you, Edwin. Not the war. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, no, no. That, that's okay. So, um, so yeah, apparently, uh, uh, that was that was what was said about some of these soldiers in World War II. Um, apparently, in 1894. There was a chimney sweep who was drinking at the inn and sat in his chair. Uh, and then he was found the dead the next day, hanging from the front post.
0: Oh, God. Okay. And
1: it says uh, his death was considered a suicide attempt because he felt depressed. But people were like, no, that, that doesn't make any sense. Well, Why'd why he do that? So, um, hmm. and then uh, apparently, a, an apprentice worker at the Busby Stoop Inn. Uh, was, was sort of like dared by some of his co-workers to sit in the chair. Um, and uh, he didn't, but his buddy did. His friend accepted the challenge. And then in that afternoon, his friend uh, was found dead not far from the inn due to some mysterious accident. Oh, shit. Um, okay. Uh, this goes on. Like, people are dropping left and right from this chair, apparently. <laughs> and so finally in the 1970s, the owners of the inn... Uh, passed it down to the to the new owner this guy named tony earnshaw uh and he was like okay enough is enough i'm putting this damn chair in the basement no one's gonna sit on it it's just gonna like collect collect dust and that's it Mm -hmm. however apparently not long after that uh there was a delivery driver dropping off some uh kegs of ale or whatever um didn't know didn't know it's like oh hey here's a chair in the basement this is great you know it can take a load off sits in the chair uh, and um, gets in a car accident and dies like a few hours later. <laughs>
0: Jesus.
1: So, um, however, there is, there is as you might guess, Mark, there's a big kind of uh, monkey wrench thrown into this machine, this like machine chair of death. There's okay. one thing in the story that doesn't quite add up And according to Furniture expert Dr. Adam Bowett uh, Having examined the chair Based on the materials And the style That it was Kind of crafted in He says His uh, learned opinion Is that This Busby chair Was actually Constructed Around 1840 Okay So 140 years After Thomas Busby Was executed
0: (laughs) (laughs) Aww Okay, but it's killing people, right?
1: But uh, but apparently it is the same chair that is that has killed people. So I I I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, maybe this is like a weird British version of Boro Boro tone, where um, like <laughs> maybe one of the legs, one of the legs was something, or like it got uh, composted and a tree grew in that spot, and so now it it, it has the spirit. I don't know, something like that. Uh, but but if you want to go, you can still go check out the chair. Uh, but apparently, it's like uh, uh, suspended by like uh, uh, hooks on a wall, and it's like a good five or six feet off the ground. So like, unless you really try to sit in the chair, you have to like kind of high jump into it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's the story of this murder chair. <laughs> cool. So yeah, murder yeah. chair. Murder chair. <laughs> All right. Oh God! It's good to laugh again.
0: It's good to laugh again.
1: <laughs> it's just the stupid, stupidest goddamn things.
0: <laughs> I know. I I know. I shouldn't be, but I'm hung up on like the guys in World War II and like you know when you die, you get the letter home from your commanding officer. It is my soundest regret to inform you that your son Percival <laughs> perished on the twenty second of September, nineteen hundred and forty two. When they he was on leave at a pub and sat in a chair, and then did he at least give his life in 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 service of his country?
1: Well, no. Did he die storming the beaches of Normandy? No. Well, not that's not it either. Was he shot down in one of the uh, dog fights during a blitz? No. Well, then, damn it! How did my son die? He sat in a chair. He <laughs> <laughs> was up in Yorkshire. He sat in a chair, and then, I don't know, a wrench fell on his head or something (laughs)
0: like (laughs) that. Sat in the chair and got mugged by a bunch of kids and died.
1: Yeah, so... God
0: damn this war!
1: Yeah. (laughs) When will we learn the folly of man? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's it. They're, like, even more, like, worked up about it, but (laughs) they have any right to be. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Charlton Heston riding down the beach Falls <laughs> off his horse and looks up And sees the chair sitting in the sand ah, Damn you blew it hell. up <laughs> And then Dr. Zayas goes to sit in it No and he pushes yeah. it out of the way But it's too late and Dr. Zayas sits in it And then the statue yeah. of Liberty falls off The cliff behind him cause whatever I don't know Yeah, uh, This broke down I'm sorry
1: No 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 it's like oh, <laughs> don't, don't go into the forbidden zone Why not there's a chair Oh, dearie, dear dear. Okay, all right. Enough, enough okay. of that silliness. Enough of that silliness. Come on now. Got a, got a somewhat professional podcast to, to run here. We do. Shit, no one told me. Ah,
0: oh, god damn. Because we're totally professional. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so Thomas Busby's chair. that. Killed people, sure. even though he wasn't killing them for what hundred and forty years. You said,
1: yeah, he was, yeah, well, well out of the picture, but it, it's his like namesake
0: chair, I guess. So yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I got okay, so I got one for you, Josh, and uh, okay, this is the one on that it. I was excited about that was like, ooh, I get to have an experience with Josh, and he gets to experience it. What I'm about to show you is an allegedly cursed commercial from 1986 <gasps> oh jeez i sent you a link and i'm going to underscore it in the show here so go ahead and hit play
1: okay all and right. i can also assure Pulling you that up. there is
0: no jump scares in this video I okay good i wouldn't do that to you yeah good
1: okay all right so playing so now this commercial
0: in- aired in 1986 in japan
1: okay and i'm just kind of narrate. <laughs>
0: The grass and they look at the grass, they look at the sky. It's going to be a fine night tonight. It's going to be a fine day tomorrow. <laughs> There's <Kleenex>. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be a fine night
1: tonight. It's gonna be a <coughs> <coughs> tissue this <laughs>
0: <Kleenexes>. <laughs> well because so like so describe and, that because you, you okay. were going to describe it. i think you're like I was about overwhelmed to. by the goofiness of it no it,
1: it was i was i was getting ready to like do my whole thing like narrate what i'm seeing but within the first like quarter second i was just like stupefied um so there's like a there's a there's a woman in kind of like a white dress and she's apparently, I don't know, like sitting in like a bird nest, like a giant bird's nest or or just a bunch of straw. <laughs> yep. And I don't know if this little kid was supposed to be like an Oni or something.
0: Yeah, there's he's like he's a little he's like a little baby Oni. Yeah. Okay,
1: yeah. So like 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 red skin, is wearing like kind of a like grass loincloth. Um, and then has like one horn sticking out of his head. And I don't know if it was the lady singing or if it was like a voiceover singing, but there's this weird somewhat sense of like like somewhat nonsense or in fact a lot of nonsense song (laughs) lyrics and she's like pluck and and in the scene is just a box of like kleenex and she like takes (laughs) takes one out it's kind of like oh wow and and like gesticulating (laughs) and then it like flies away from her (laughs) that was not okay (laughs) So like what's the cur- what's the curse of this? So I don't, I don't get it Big Dan.
0: <laughs> this thing that you just saw apparently just upset every single Japanese person that saw it in 1986. The sta- the station that aired the ad was flooded with complaints. The uh, advertising company got their reputation was severely dinged. People reported several different issues with the commercial. Number one some said that like there was weird backtracking audio of like people crying behind it, and I what you watched was the commercial, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was weird audio. There was weird subliminal messaging. Several complaints registered said that the song was a said that it was in poor taste to play a German song because they kept hearing the words die die die, and if you spreken's a Deutsch die 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 means the 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 yeah the 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 the, the Bart the but. <laughs> <laughs> the kleenex the the kleenex the <laughs> but people were fucked up about this commercial josh i it had to be I, pulled off the air and then rumors just went rampant apparently the cameraman who shot it was said to have been killed in a sauna because apparently that's the thing that can happen whoa okay all the, right the main actress that you saw her name is keiko matsuzaka uh, she was either reported to have died, went crazy, and then been committed into an asylum, or given birth to a demon baby, or all three. Usually she kills herself, usually after giving birth to the demon baby. Sometimes the demon baby kills her. We don't really know. Holy cow, man. Yeah, There that's are rumors some... that if you watch this commercial after midnight... Uh, everything just changes Like I guess the audio gets weirder or something And <laughs> I've watched I've watched some of the videos on YouTube And it's just really shitty editing It's like, oh, there it is The color's mm. inverted it. It's like, no, they didn't Shut the fuck up
1: Yeah, you Yeah, don't <laughs> Don't don't ruin it Like, because that's the one thing Like, if it's one thing to like Just kind of have that be the Urban legend or, or whatever Again, like kind of a uh, Callback to our urban legends episode But yeah. yeah, don't Then don't do something like Oh no, there's a Look, it's a it's a spooky, spooky ghost. It's like no, it's not. You just you you got that from like the Photoshop like asset store. <laughs> like like I have that as my desktop wallpaper. You know that's not it's not it's not a, it's not a new thing.
0: <laughs> um, the song that you heard was a song called "It's a Fine Day" by Jane and Barton. It was just a weird choice of song that was not received well by Japanese audiences.
1: I mean I can I can understand kind of
0: like what, as an uh, what, English speaker it's weird to hear like Yeah,
1: yeah just even as yeah, even as like a native um what what year was
0: that? Like it looked like 19, 80s.
1: 1986.
0: Yeah. Okay,
1: 1986. Okay.
0: And so I'm already going to bust this one for us because okay. it's just funny. But I love the idea of like this commercial horrifying people. Number 1 Keiko Matsuzaka is not dead. She is alive and well.
1: Yeah, she's doing just fine. Probably and, did uh, not have a demon baby.
0: Didn't have a demon baby, but she likes to joke and laugh about this because it is kind of funny. Because it's kind of funny how urban legends get, but yeah, that yeah, is yeah. the cursed Kleenex commercial.
1: It's gonna be a fine night
0: tonight, it's gonna be a fine day tomorrow.
1: Kleenex tissue this, <laughs> which because, like. The first time that, that I watched it, I thought it was over and I started talking and then like I heard something. I heard something underneath. I was like, oh, oh was that it? Was it? Uh... And so then I had to rewind it quickly and listen back. But no, it's just a, it's just a Japanese guy saying Kleenex tissues.
0: Kleenex tissue. <laughs> Kleenex. <laughs> and so like,
1: uh, like, my knowledge is not exhaustive with this. Yeah. I was also trying to rack my brain, like, is there, like, a Japanese folk tale, or is this, like, a no play, where there's, like, a sad Oni baby who's like, trying, who's, like, upset, and a woman comes along and consoles him, and then, like, releases his soul to, like, Buddha, or, like, I was trying to rack my brain, like, is this, like,
0: a... I like, mean I'm sure there like... are, There is. Like those little one horned <laughs> demon babies are everywhere. Like yeah. <laughs> that's a really common, like I, I guess you call it Avatar in Japanese mythology. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I'm sure there is and I'm, I'm hell, maybe this is unknowingly like Yokai Part 4. <laughs> <laughs> and we discussed the tale of Oni Baba chan, and yeah. she's just a sad little baby, but
1: <laughs> But yeah, I had I had I'm I'm excited to go back and listen. To my reaction, because I was. I was going to do the, like, very, like, objective. I'm just going to, like, narrate my experience and what I'm seeing. But my brain immediately broke.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, your your weird silence and just... Huh? What?
1: <laughs> Mark, well, well, and if I was so upset by watching that commercial, Mark, maybe, maybe I, I think I'm turning Japanese. <laughs> I think I'm turning Japanese. I really think so. <laughs> I really think so well because i was also part of it too like i was like i was wondering if like that was like a cur- uh, like a curse commercial because because i saw the like title pull up in in uh, uh japanese i was like oh okay is this like a weird like reagan era oh we're losing to the japanese and this is a curse commercial like but no it's just a weird <laughs> just a weird kleenex commercial
0: and it literally just the the katakana just says kleenex tissue <laughs> that's that's all that says, <laughs> that's all <it> says. <laughs> always excited oh, nice. when i can flex a little bit of japanese reading skill yeah it
1: is it is yeah for, for as much as i like to be like oh well the greek blew up no man by all means like any and every opportunity you get to like so like oh well the katakana means yeah by all means bitter, bitter, bitter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> But yeah curse japanese kleenex commercial <laughs>
1: I was also to be fair, I was also like, okay, is this gonna be like flashing lights and oh that was the that was a cursed thing it uh gave everybody <laughs> seizures. No, it was just a a weird commercial. It's not
0: Porygon the electric warrior, you know. Yeah, it's not that gonna be a fun It's gonna be a oh, cursed day tomorrow.
1: I, uh, you know, like, I'm laughing so hard that I might need a, a Kleenex myself. Now I'm the, like, grumpy Oni baby that's just kind of sitting with my arms crossed in front of my chest. But,
0: uh, so, like, if you but, look into uh, it, there's, um, I guess it's outtakes or, like, different cuts. And one of them is that little mm, baby okay. just, like, grabbing Kleenex and going fucking nuts thrown throwing them out of the thing. <laughs> like, ripping them out of the box and just playing with them like a baby would do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> I'll
0: put them up on the Twitter. Oh, they're, they're
1: funny. That's that's too funny. That's too, well, maybe if I don't have like a Japanese woman in this like bed of straw or whatever to console me, if if I don't have that, at least I have another sibling revelry red American ale uh, to 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 console me. So
0: Woo-hoo.
1: ah, there's that. And uh, have you gotten into your peanut butter peanut butter stout just yet? Um,
0: yeah, I got ba- I got into it like halfway through Busby's chair, and I, I just didn't want to interrupt because okay. I was captivated. But yeah, it's I, I yeah. we know it, we love it. It's the horny goat brewing peanut butter stout. It's so goddamn oh, yeah. good.
1: So trick or goddamn treat goddamn to good. me. <laughs> yeah, and, and truly, also the the kind of nice thing about like spooky spooky time is is yeah, you get to like. Either still go get a bag of candy just for yourself or, uh, yeah, kind of splurge and get really good
0: beer. So,
1: yeah, I know like last year we
0: were kind of debate or like kind of talking and teasing about like, oh, yeah, I got some candy for the trick or treaters. And we're like, yeah, but they don't get any of it. Yeah, this year I can't really front because, you know, whatever. It's still like year one through quarantine. We're still just living life, but I'm still just going to buy a bag of candy and say it's for the trick or treaters, but it's all for Mark. that's that's the cursed object tonight is my goddamn sweet tooth (laughs) (laughs) it'll probably kill me one day or at least maybe lose a foot who can say yeah who can who can say who truly who can say
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh golly well i guess um i guess let's see here what do i have what do i have next in my list and and again i I i don't know if i'll get to all of these but um Oh, this one I think this one'll be pretty good. Okay. This one'll be pretty good. Uh, this is as soon as I can find it. Okay, yeah, here you go. Um so I guess well or or you kind of had a pair. You had you had two that you kind of put together the, the books, yeah. And I can I can do something like that. I can do two cursed objects, one stone, the kind of thing whatever. Okay. Um but these the the sort of common thread with these is uh these are cursed Objects, haunted objects associated with actors. Ooh, actors. Okay. Uh, and the first one is the Cursed Ring of Rudolph Valentino.
0: Nah, 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 nah. Who was Which, Rudolph Valentino?
1: Rudolph Valentino was a, a very famous, one of the most popular movie stars during the silent film era in the 20s. And uh, he would always play this sort of like brooding... Romantic hero like he wasn't necessarily like a big buff guy like he wasn't like your arrow Flynn types He was just like I'm gonna look really sad and pretty into the camera and like (laughs) women would would swoon and fawn and faint and uh, there is um uh, there's a great Let me let me look this up here. Um, there's a great comedy yeah, and it's called The World's Greatest Lover. Okay. Uh, 1977, starring one Gene Wilder. Oh, really? Where where Gene Wilder, um, he's kind of dissatisfied with his life, and so he's going to travel to Hollywood and become an actor. And his name is Rudy Valentine. Okay. But people's like, oh, no, we're going to cast him as like a replacement Rudolph Valentino. And uh, it's hilarious. It's a great movie. Absolutely, check it out. The world's greatest lover. World's greatest um, lover. So uh, it has Dom Deleuze. It has Carol Kane. Gene Wilder. It's
0: oh shit. Okay. And
1: and written written and directed by Gene Wilder. Oh even. shit. All right. So, yeah. On the list. Uh. So yeah. So 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 yeah. so so that's who uh, Rudolph Valentino is. And uh, apparently, uh, in 1920, the movie star bought a a, a plain silver ring that was uh, embedded with semi-precious uh, stones from a jewelry store in San Francisco. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have any more details beyond that. I don't know what kind of semi-precious stones they were. Um, but uh, but uh, he immediately fell in love with the ring and ignored the store owner's warnings uh, that he believed it was haunted. <laughs> and uh, uh, apparently... Uh, uh, Valentino wore the ring while filming a movie that ended up being a complete flop. It was a it was a complete bomb, and he put the ring away for many years. But one day, took it out for what would be his final movie, and he died shortly after that movie uh, uh, was was completed, still wearing the ring.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: Uh, but it didn't stop there This blood, the, the, the lust for blood That this ring had Was not satiated by killing Rudolph Valentino um, It was then passed along to Pola Negri One of Valentino's former lovers Who suffered a severe I- illness But recovered Okay. Uh, but her career uh, Was never the same afterwards She passed the ring on To a young singer named Russ Colombo Who died in a shooting accident Okay. Uh, Columbo's friend, Columbo's friend, Joe Casino wore the ring and died in a car accident. One Joe week later, Joe Casino.
0: God, these are some names, Which, Josh. Like,
1: yeah. Like Rudolph Valentino, uh, Russ Columbo, Joe Casino. Like that was, that was, that was it, man. That was, that was it. That was the time. <laughs> um, this is also kind of funny in sort of like cinema history uh one James Willis oh shit a- attempted to steal the ring but was caught by police and shot okay <laughs> and apparently the list goes on and on and on at least three more people who owned the ring died when it was in their possession at some point so yeah truly just this ring has um yeah like it it's just it just it just likes killing people cool <laughs> Uh, so, so there's that one, and then also this one. This one's fairly famous, relatively famous, relatively well known. Also associated with an actor, um, and this is uh, James
0: Dean's Porsche that he named Little Bastard. Oh yeah, I I almost did this one because it's so insane. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and so
1: and so uh, very very quickly. Uh, so when he was filming Rebel Without a Cause in 1955, uh, James Dean. Purchased this infamous Porsche uh, 550 Spyder, which he nicknamed he he dubbed "Little Bastard." Uh, and uh, when he was uh, going to a race, he was he was driving uh, this car to a race. Uh, one week later, he was going 85 miles an hour, and when he hit another car and was killed instantly, Jesus very Christ. very sort of so famously. Yeah. Uh, and if if only. I don't know, maybe if Star Wars were made like 20, 25 years earlier, maybe this would have carried a, a little more weight. <laughs> but apparently, a week before the accident, actor Sir Alec Guinness what? claimed claimed that like he like saw Little Bastard or like walked by it or something like that, and he had a premonition. He felt the force. He felt the force saying, like, this car is <laughs> kind of screwed up. You shouldn't do with it. So, I I trust Alec Guinness. I would believe that he could like sense something.
0: Yeah, he's goddamn Obi Wan Kenobi. You bet he can.
1: Goddamn right. Uh, and so, as you might imagine, like like James Dean, very famous actor at the height of his career, mm-hmm. uh, died died in this accident. So so the car like instantaneously uh, gained this reputation for being cursed. And then here's Sir Sir Alec saying like, "Yes, I told you so, dumbasses." If only you would have listened to me. Um, but uh, so after after the thing, like it was, it wasn't totally wrecked, but it was pretty banged up. Apparently, they were able to to salvage uh, some of the parts. Uh, the the engine, the transmission, and the suspension system were put into two different race cars. Okay, both of which crashed in the same race. Oh shit! Okay, cool. And 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 only one of those drivers uh, survived. Uh Tires from the Porsche also blew out after being placed on another car. And okay, the get car better fell. tires.
0: Come on, like yeah. Really? Okay. Also,
1: also that, and apparently, uh, the the car fell on two different people while being exhibited and serviced. So as oh it was, God. I guess, kind of like in a museum or like on tour. Like here's the infamous little bastard. He's like, oh, you ain't seen nothing yet, and fell on, fell on two different people. Um uh and uh it, the and this all transpired within 5 years cuz it says that the car disappeared in 1960 and nobody knows where it is so it's just so who, gone so who knows so it is just gone or like parts of it or but there's okay so there's two cars and thither.
0: okay so there was the one car there was like spider prime Yeah, and then spider prime yes. got split into the two cars and then those into two the cars, cars killed their drivers that day yeah.
1: Well, yeah. They 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 crashed on the same day. Oh, one of crashed. the drivers died. Okay,
0: my bad. Okay. Yeah. But so. Um, damn. So like. And then the tires
1: blew up. Tires blew up. And then uh, Porsche 550 Spider, little bastard prime, uh, as it was in like a museum e- exhibition or something like that, or was being kind of worked on, fell on two different people.
0: But this wouldn't be like the complete one, right? Because we still have like the two weird cars. So this is getting so this like there's this back to the weird, weird like, like six degrees of, of separation pieces. with this car. And like, can you yeah, track every yeah. like tragedy to this car? Did. Yeah.
1: Like, where's where's this car's dipstick like that? Like I want to know. I'm, I'm kind of freaked out now. Like I want to
0: run outside and it was in, my in the vehicle. limousine. The JFK was riding in on that fateful day in November, <laughs> sir. That's where that dipstick is.
1: That's where that dipstick is. <laughs> hey there, Jackie. Check this out. I uh, found this little doohickey here. I think it'll, uh, think it'll really pimp my ride. Oh. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh, Jack. I don't know about that. Ah, shucks, sweetie. You just, you just wait and see. And then, yeah, her- her- horrific, her- horrific.
0: You checked the gas cap on the planes <laughs> for nine eleven. That was little <laughs> bastard's gas cap. I'll let you figure out which We're... plane it was. But all right.
1: Yeah. Or or yeah, like someone had like a like a keychain that was like the same recycled aluminum or I I don't know. <laughs> is there, is there that TR? little
0: twisty knob on the glove box, same twisty knob on uh Princess Diana's yeah. car. Same little one in the glove box. <laughs> Son of a bitch, little bastard.
1: <laughs> uh any new listeners who happen to be joining us for the first time, yeah, this is this is who we are. We get we get dark. We get we, we get pretty dark, and just laugh about it. We're terrible. That's what people. two wizards do. That's what two wizards do. Damn it! You know we peer into the void and laugh, so you don't have to. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So so those were our those those were my like two for one uh, okay. uh, bundle is Rudolph Valentino's ring that went on to kill like ten different people, and uh, James James Dean's uh, little bastard uh, five fifty spider Porsche. Um, that again, like just killed a whole bunch of different people.
0: <laughs> cool, right on. Yeah, <laughs> might be responsible for JFK's death and Diana's death and 9/11 too. Who can say? It 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 disappeared in 1960. We don't know. We don't know where it is. We don't know. <laughs> a young Donald J. Trump drove up the s- sidewalks of Mar-a-Lago, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> In a that car like, that had a single hubcap from the spider, and it was there he devoted his life to evil. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's a golden escalator that he was riding down. Some some say that the catalytic converter was used. I don't know. I don't. I don't know much about cars. I'm sorry, and that's probably apparent to anybody listening for a long
0: time and but, then it and yeah, then the yeah, fuel yeah. pump went into my ford ranger causing it to crap yeah. out several times <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> 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 oh fuck oh dear he dearie, it's dearie. good to laugh again man i tell you one yeah. thing these cursed objects aren't cursing our funny bones there josh you're right
1: yeah you know like uh uh and i was like not even like half joking like yeah part of it is is like yeah this is a weird screwed up thing but i'm gonna tell you about it uh so that you get to go and like have a yeah like you're not freaked out about like oh what's this oh this this looks fun uh honey check out this website like nine cursed objects ah but 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 if you listen to the podcast you get that filtered through us and we can absorb some of that and then yeah maybe we have to blow off some steam and make some inappropriate jokes at times but whatever that's fine <laughs> <laughs> that's how i'm justifying myself damn it that's what i do that's what i
0: do you
1: know get oh, me boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you So there's a little bas- Okay, so tomorrow morning You go to Pop into your professorness Or whatever I don't know what you call that You go mm-hmm. to start teaching Is the words I wanted to use You 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 yeah. go to head to campus And everything And there's a little bastard Right there And you reach in your pocket And like there's a weird Set of keys Are you gonna drive it? I mean
1: So, so I figure So long as I keep it Under 85 Mm-hmm so long as I don't enter it in a race, yep. Or um, like, if there's a flat tire, I'm I'm not going to try to like change it out. Mm-hmm. But no, I'd like take that for a spin or around campus because like speed limit's 25 anyway. Okay, yeah. But then no, okay, I, I okay, I'll, but uh, but then again, I I don't think I've told you this, Mark, and this is going to be a weird tangent. Maybe we can cut it out. Maybe we'll we'll leave it in. Sure, yeah. yeah. This this school year they've started like a, a a new quote unquote service. And there are these little automated, uh, uh, like robot car things. And what you, and, and when you order something off of like DoorDash or, or Grubhub, instead of having some poor, like 20 something college kid deliver you your Frappuccino, it's this little like, autonomous robot cart thing that that like drives around campus and it has cameras everywhere and it can like sense when pedestrians are like nearby and it slows down and and it can cross the street and all that stuff so like knowing my luck driving james dean's cursed porsche i'll like crash into one of those and it'll flip me over on on top and like kill me (laughs) (laughs) all because somebody wanted a Mixed berry yogurt parfait for breakfast.
0: (laughs) Very clearly just like a a poor spider with the little tray on it. (laughs) Oh boy, my delivery's here. (laughs) What's Brad, is that you? It's all foggy out. Brad, do you have my yogurt? Is that you?
1: You're not Brad. <laughs> You're not Brad. <bride. laughs> yeah, yeah. Like part part Christine, as in like the like Stephen King movie. Part Maximum Overdrive. Part Boston Dynamics. Part
0: that episode of Futurama. <laughs> yeah. Or, or yes. Or the of or, or whatever. Of Futurama. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: all. It's all making sense. It's all coming together. It's
0: all coming <laughs> together. God damn! What is in these beers? <laughs> what is?
1: What is in these peanut butter <laughs> peanut butter stouts? <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy, it's good to laugh again. Holy shit! I this know is like our that like every episode, episode too. Like, yeah, but it, but but it's true. It's true. It is, is kind of nice to laugh a, though.
0: Like, I could use a laugh. It's absolutely. Yeah, we can.
1: We can, even if it's about people dying horrifically. if <laughs> it's about
0: 9 11 having a gas cap from.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness me. not choke my beard.
0: oh. Ah, fuck the curse of the spider. Little bastards here. <laughs> <laughs> little bastards here. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the glass from the windshield made by Duff beer cup huh, <laughs> fuck <coughs> huh, Excuse me I am very sorry no, fuck don't The no, curse little it's bastard is strong It oh. is man it is <laughs> uh, Another or, or another blossoming artist tragically struck down before his time Yeah. Oh, God. James Dean died in a drag race. How'd you die? Recording a podcast when I choked on beer. Go to hell. (laughs) You can go to hell. No, go to hell. Seriously, you're boring. That's where we both are. What are you talking
1: about? (laughs) All right. Okay. Okay. All right.
0: But who's in hell?
1: (laughs) I don't know if this will get us back on track or if it'll just. (laughs) <laughs> get into more silly stuff but mark what do you what, what what's your next what's your next object here well, or place or yeah so it is thing. a place i
0: teased a place i've got a place we should talk about a place oh, okay mm-hmm. and i'm gonna preface this by saying josh i shouldn't mm. have done this Uh-oh. i was just a boy you shouldn't have done that to him poor feller <laughs> I really i really kicked nat hill here and listeners if you guys are fans of this particular case i'm real sorry because i'm not giving it the credit and the time and the due diligence it deserves. But I've probably mm. read close to 100 pages on it and listened to at least 20 hours of audio on it. So I think I know a little bit. Um, real quick, and this is, we're not going to spend a ton of time on this because it will take us the rest of the night. And this should probably have its own episode. But hang that because tons of other people have done their own episodes of this. So we're just going to mention it. This is the uh, the Oak Island. The, the, the Curse of Oak Island. You might remember <gasps> this from sh- such things as the History Channel. And it's a whole thing, and it's a huge thing, and we're going to briefly get into it, because like I say, it is massive and colossal and deep without making too many puns about digging. (laughs) So what it is, is a 140 square acre island, and Josh, you can attest to the listeners, being a farm boy kind of, sort of, from Colorado, 140 acres really ain't shit. Yeah, not, 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 no. Not, not so much. (laughs) Uh, it's located in uh, South Nova Scotia, kind of along the coast, which, duh, because it's an island. Where else would it be located? Yeah, yeah fair enough. It's uh, home to, you know, the usual spattering of New England, uh, flat leaf trees, deciduous trees, a uh, variety of seabirds. There's currently some restoration efforts for some seabirds. It's also home to a goddamn curse and maybe pirate treasure and or lost <laughs> manuscripts from William Shakespeare and or the Ark of the Covenant. Some people are led to believe. (laughs) Cue Thunderclatter. Oh, golly. (laughs) There's a curse on the island, Josh, and we don't know where the curse came from, but the curse states this. When all the trees have gone and seven lives paid, the treasure will be found. Well, I got news for you, buddy. Most of the trees are gone on Oak Island because go humans. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into the seven lives that are paid, let's get into some history. Okay, yes. So this was first settled by whites in 1761. So, like 80 years before your chair was made, which I think is funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's also pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whites in the area reported seeing fires on. So, whites in the area next to Oak Island reported seeing big bonfires on Oak Island at night. Hmm. Okay. All right. In uh, 1795, three local teens, Daniel McGinnis, Anthony Vaughn, and John Smith, because it's 1795. Through a rock, you'll hit three John Smiths. (laughs) (laughs) They were out fishing one day on the beach, and they saw this weird depression in the sand, and they started digging into the depression. And the depression opens up into this shaft. And they dig 30 feet down through, like, sand that had been deposited by, like, Tide and stuff through this shaft. Holy cow. Yeah. And so, also, I should have pointed this out. Everything I'm about to tell you, as far as I can tell, is true. Maybe some some stuff has been embellished. But, like, there's a ton of documentation on this case. So, like, if we cut in broad strokes, I bet we hit some nuggets of truth, if that makes sense. Yeah,
1: I think I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah.
0: So they uncover this whole 30 foot down and they see there's like a wooden platform at the bottom of this 30 feet. Um, McGinnis knew the stories, like being a young up and coming boy in this fishing village coastal region, he was really hot on stories about piracy and so forth. And he said that maybe just maybe this was one of the like the lost treasures of Captain William Kidd, a Scottish pirate who was around during this time Mm. because this is what we do when we're kids is we find treasure all the damn time. So as they dug down, uh, they they dug down to 30 feet, and they found, like, a layer of flagstone, just, like, flat flagstones. They stopped there. They didn't go any further, but they all talked about how the walls had, like, tool marks in them. Like, this had very clearly been dug by human hands. This isn't, like, a naturally occurring Mm. thing. Right, right. In 1799, a team called the Onslow Company... They managed to go down 90 feet into this shaft. And I should point out that the highest point on Oak Island is 36 feet above sea level. So the that's, fact that yeah, they're 90 feet underwater is goddamn insane to me. That is. Well, and, and it'd be one thing,
1: too, if it was, like, uh, something that's, like, highly, like, water resist, Yeah, I guess water-resistant, uh, non-porous. But no, like... Any sort of rock that would develop there, I would imagine, would be like sed- like, like
0: sedimentary. Oh yeah, and... it's all sandstone.
1: That's all it is, a sandstone. Yeah, <coughs> and so, you, it's, so it's... Oh my...
0: Okay. Oof, yeah. Alright, yeah. all right. <coughs> it. As I choke on nothing once again. Goddamn, little bastard, get away <laughs> from me. <laughs> little bastard, no. <laughs> so the Onslow Company dug down 90 feet. They reported finding wooden platforms every 10 feet. Until they reached the bottom at 90 feet and they found a stone. And on this stone were these weird markings, which when translated, which apparently was its own like undertaking that is deserving of a book, but it mm. read this 10 feet below, 2 million pounds are buried. In a. All right, so in 1842, the. Tr- I don't even know how you do this. True Row. True Row Company. Uh, they dug down 86 feet. And as soon as they got to the 86 feet, the chamber immediately flooded with seawater. Mm. So they used some augers to take core samples. So they uh, took core samples using an auger. And those augers passed through a spruce platform at 98 feet deep. So, like, we keep hitting these, like, wooden platforms as we go down. And in my mind, I'm just mm. thinking Minecraft as you do this and you, like, come upon a mine shaft and you're all excited. Yeah. And here we are. Then they hit layers of oak then something that's described as metal pieces, then another layer of spruce, and then seven feet of just, like, clay. It's weird to hit, like, this sequence of stuff because, like, there's no way that there's going to be, like, buried, um... There's no way there's going to be buried wood uh, like 100 feet below ground. Right, right. But here's where it gets really, really weird. They also found coconut fiber. This is in Nova Scotia, Canada, and they're finding coconut fibers 100 feet underground
1: yeah that's that is really weird pretty that is really weird yeah
0: it's it's real weird um in 1897 we have a death josh a guy named maynard kaiser fell down the shaft and just died because that's what you do with open shafts is you fall down them and you die right yeah yeah mm-hmm in uh, 1929 a guy named William Chappelle led an expedition trying to dig this to trying to like excavate these sites. He found an Acadian axe that was supposed to be 250 years old at the time. so like kind of puts it into play with when the island was settled and stuff at least by whites, but not a hundred feet underground. like right.
1: In right.
0: geology figure like an inch represents about a thousand years of time. Okay. So, like, as just take that as you will, but, like, if you're looking at rock or whatever, it's... But so, it's, there shouldn't be an axe, and or an anchor, and or fragments of a lamp, and or a pickaxe at the bottom of this shit. Yeah, that right. led Chappelle just... to believe that this was, like, an ancient site of an expedition. Yeah, right, yeah, 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 kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But we're not really fighting stuff, we're fighting a lot of weird shit, and remember... We're going to get the treasure when seven people have died. Well, I've got really good news for you because five people are about to die. In 1959, okay. inside of this shaft, uh, five people died after exposing a vein of, I guess, hydrogen sulfide. They asphyxiated on it. So right here, by Let's 1959, we have six of the seven deaths that we need. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's where we're at. We're still waiting. Um, History Channel. So right now, there's two brothers on the island. And they're sort of like the ones leading the charge to dig up the money pit to figure out what's at the bottom of it.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. But they
0: haven't found anything. Allegedly, one of the brothers found a sword, uh, a Roman sword. It. I mean, uh, at, it, at, at like a depth of 120 feet, I think the timeline said. I mean, that is, that is something. Mm, it's is something. something. Right. It's real weird to be a thing, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, truly. No, it... Real weird to be a thing. Uh, another fun note is they dumped a bunch of red paint down the main shaft. And um, they found that there are at least three underground water channels that lead underneath the island and up into wherever the shaft, like, goes out. That's oh my god which which well okay that's nature first of that's all that's cool that's like insane yeah, yeah
1: that's like well i was gonna say like also like kudos to those guys like they're like hey here's kind of a neat experiment we can do to like try and figure out where where like where this place connects to where 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 it hooks up with so yeah like kudos like Paula Tedena coming up with a <laughs> way to do that um But then, yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's just...
0: And as it stands now, the Curse of Oak Island TV series on History Channel is in its sixth season, I believe. We have not yet attained our seventh death death to unlock the, like, unknown fortunes of it. But we also don't know what's in there. But at the same time, too, a lot of the stuff that I looked into said that Oak Island is pretty much 100%, their economy is based off of treasure hunters. So, there has got to be something... Underneath Oak Island, and I think that's the biggest curse of Oak Island is just hope.
1: Yeah, well, and and truly, like what what would happen hypothetically? What would happen if, uh, yeah, there's a there's another expedition, and they have better equipment, and they can dig further further down, and somebody agrees, just like all, all right, like everybody draws straws to see who's going to be the seventh death. And, uh, like, we follow through everything, we cut down the last goddamn tree, and then, um, and then, yeah, like, what, like, out pops the Lorax, and be like, you fools, I tried to warn you, I I speak for the trees, I'm the Lorax, but then just like, well, no, we had to find out what the treasure was. It was two million pounds
0: of carbon footprint! Oh, no! (laughs) You cut down all the fucking trees, you cocksuckers! (laughs) It was two million pounds of
1: carbon that you've released into the atmosphere on this totally unnecessary
0: expedition. What about the seven that had to die? Seven billion humans, dummy! Oh, oh, oh. There's been seven million
1: species who've gone extinct. (laughs) You bunch of
0: cocksuckers! And then he, like, flies off or whatever. Angrily in Nova Scotian fashion. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Oak Island. I don't want to spend too much time on it because there's a lot about it. You're right. But it's also, fuck, it's weird. It's so weird, Josh. They keep finding stuff and, like, there's a lot of, like, independent teams that'll go out and do it and they'll look around. And they'll find weird shit. Like, people have mm-hmm. found um, weird, like, more weird pages of shit, like the calfskin vellum pages. With really nothing on them, because how do you find like buried stuff and have it still be legible? Well, you don't. Not in Nova Scotia on a beach Ooh, island, right? But yeah, it's just weird. That's all I got. I don't know. How about you, buddy? Where, where, no, I. What you got? I well, okay. Well, I I kind of have
1: one that I, I think is like fairly good to like kind of fall fall back on, okay. and uh, this will be this will be my last one at least. But this is called the Women from Lem. Statue
0: Oh uh, I know this one
1: You know this one? I okay this good yeah. This would be good uh, And so yeah This is apparently also Kind of a kind of a thing So um, uh, Very quickly The women from LEMB Spelled L-E-M-B uh, Statue was discovered In LEMB Cyprus In 1878 And dates back to about 3500 BCE So again like uh, Five and a half thousand years ago Long long time ago uh, but the statue eventually earned the nickname the Goddess of Death after four different families experienced tragedy uh, after owning the statue. Okay. Uh, first owner Lord Elfont, E L F O okay. N T, along with his along with his entire family died within six years of owning the statue.
0: Oh my God. Okay.
1: Yeah, um, the subsequent two owners and their families were also wiped out within four years of bringing the statue into their homes. Uh, and then finally, they figured out this thing is bad. There's, there's some bad... What's the Greek word for juju or mojo? Whatever that happens to be. Um, mojo, so, maybe? Yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> Mu Omicron, Gamma, Yeah, Moo,
1: Omicron. Yeah, something like that. Um, but so eventually the surviving two sons of the fourth family finally donated the statue to the Royal Scottish Museum in Edinburgh, okay. where, uh, where it's been encased in glass and has not been blamed for any more tragedies. All right. And so that was, that was like the, the, the sort of short, short and sweet, uh, quick and dirty. Um, but, to, but to give a little more detail, um, no one exactly knows what this statue is supposed to depict. Okay. Like, it's like, I think it's a pretty obvious feminine form. Um, it kind of has, oh, what is this called? So, like, it's definitely not, when we think of like a Greek statue, it's definitely not that. It's a much earlier, I, I think this is called like the geometric kind of period. Okay. Something like that. Um, so it's definitely much more like the Venus of Villendorf, if you know that little, very exaggerated hourglass figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the,
0: the yeah, the big one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Big old boobies, big old hips, all that stuff. It's like, it's like it, it's much more in that vein mm-hmm. than like uh, the Venus or whatever. Um, but we still don't exactly know who or what this is supposed to d- depict. Um, yeah. Uh, And so it's maybe a fertility goddess or, like, a fertility token. We don't exactly know. Um, But, yeah, so it's first owner, which, again, this also just kind of plays into that whole thing about, like, here come all these, like, white northern European types. Like, oh, look at this thing. You silly Greeks, you can't be trusted with your own artifacts. I better take this back with me to jolly old England. Mm -hmm. And so, like... Mm -hmm. Uh this is perhaps an instance where man maybe if more people died uh when they were stealing the Parthenon marbles maybe those would be back in Greece already <laughs> but at any rate uh I'm I'm all for I don't care I don't care get get the Parthenon marbles back uh, but but anyway so um so yeah I mentioned this guy in my little rundown Lord Elfont mm-hmm. um uh, was apparently the first owner of this statue, or thief? F- I don't know. I'll I'll go there. Hot take, um, dude who
0: and then, yeah. obtained it. The whitest, yeah, the who white is the first white guy to get it.
1: Good yeah, job, Lord Elfon. You fucking did it. Yeah, who is not Cypriot? Uh, and so and so yeah, and so it, it just says it just says within six years all of his family members died. Oh shit! And so now I have to I have to look this up. Uh uh if I had a little more time, I could I could try to see exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Does it does it mentioned? Um Okay, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily say it doesn't say how they died, just that they did die just that whatever, they did die. fine. okay. That's fine. Uh, the, uh, the second owner was one uh, Ivor Minucci Minuki. Uh, had a similar experience. He and his entire family died within four years, oh, shit. and Lord and Lord Thompson Noel's family, the third to bring the statue into their home, also perished within four years. Okay, um, and so yeah, like the first three families, very yeah, kind of like uh, quickly they all they all perished, uh, and then uh, apparently it sort of like vanished or was lost was kind of lost for a minute. Uh, but then it eventually wound up in the hands of Sir Alan Biverbrook. And apparently, uh, he, his wife, and their two daughters also died shortly after coming into possession of the statue. Okay. And and then, yes, before before um, the two sons, the only two members of this family that were left were, were the two boys. And they donated it to, yeah, the Royal Scottish Museum. Um. In uh, Edinburgh, Scotland. And yeah, it's just, it just seemed to be chill after that. And so maybe, I don't know, that's maybe making me think of like, maybe this thing wasn't supposed to just be like the possession of one family. Like it's in a museum now where um, like anybody can come look at it and check it out. So maybe that was like its original or one of its original purposes too. Like it's like, no, this was in like a temple where like, anybody or like a new couple who was who wanted to like uh conceive they went and prayed to this statue i i don't know um but uh but but so it it's it it's been there in in scotland chilling and uh and again like i i if ever i'm up in scotland i want to go check this thing out it's it seems it seems pretty interesting yeah so absolutely but yeah so yeah that is the uh the so-called women from Lem statue all right and uh so so okay there was what there's like six there's a family of six mhm couple of families of four is that what it was so that's what like 14 yeah killed four, like like 18 so yeah like almost almost a score almost a score of people <laughs> that she has notched on her girdle
0: <laughs> her weird penis shaped girdle yeah. <laughs> also, you didn't sell it enough, listeners. This thing is straight up a dickhead. I'm sorry. Like, she also has a dickhead.
1: Yeah, she totally has a dickhead. But
0: in the idea of like long neck with the with the 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 dickhead, a little head. Yep. There yeah. it is. <laughs> some of the I'm looking at it now, and like some of them have like the weird little eyes, and it kind of looks like it's trying to smile. And I'm like, <laughs> cute. Yeah.
1: No. It. Well. And and, and there is. There's like. Um, yeah from the like so-called uh like archaic or um yeah like period like yeah that was the and i want to say this was this was called like the geometric style because even like vase paintings Mm -hmm. look yeah they're just like oh it's a bunch of parallelograms like shapes are neat it is a weird (laughs) mirror
0: it's kind of cool how it's so symmetrical
1: but Yeah, yeah 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 um but, uh, yeah, well, and then the other kind of interesting thing, just kind of for fun, is, uh, so, so, yeah, this was on Cyprus, which is, like, uh, it, it, it's, it's generally kind of counted within the, like, like, definitely within the Greek-speaking kind of world. Um, uh, but, but it is its own kind of separate island nation. Hmm. Uh, it's way far east. Um, it's, like, pretty much in the, like, Levant kind of area uh and this is super cool i don't know if i i I don't think i've had the chance to tell this to you mark uh but my youngest sister who's in her last years of undergrad she was looking for like study abroad programs and so she's gonna go to cyprus oh shit yeah i think you did yeah i think you did but good for her yeah i I maybe and like we got confirmation she was a little stressed out that like one of the like academic counselors was like Oh, that deadline—that was like last week. But you can still do it. <laughs> and My sister was like, "You're killing me! I'm trying to, I'm trying to study abroad. I'm trying to expand my, my horizons here. Come on!" Uh, but it all worked out, and so yeah. So we're gonna. Right so maybe I'll, I'll have to tell her. I'll have to tell her about the statue and be like, "Okay, so yeah, maybe if you happen to have a layover in Scotland, go check out, <laughs> go check out the, <laughs> the Women of Lem statue, and then." Like steal it and bring it back to Cyprus. <laughs> do do you like what those Scottish guys did with the uh, stone of scone? Yeah, right? yeah, stone of scone. And like yeah. re and like repatriate that. So um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> Women anyway, alive.
1: okay. Well, I I think that I, I think that covers pretty much all the like haunted or spooky objects that i wanted to share did did, did you have any more mark that, that you wanted to kind of throw out for the good of the order
0: so it's really funny the way that you did yours because i have a really quick lightning round if you'll indulge me mm. and it's called don't Fun. take rocks from national parks see we, we were talking about
1: this we did it with the standing stones i i had the perfect segue with the women of lem statue don't take rocks <laughs> um don't don't just don't do it so, so yes lightning round we can cue up the 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 we channeled the we shopping channel music or, or not we can come oh with it's queuing
0: else. up don't even it, it, it's already playing oh, right perfect. now buddy don't even worry but guys number one if you live in america it is a goddamn crime to take any mineral you find out of a national park don't do it you're being a dick that being said, if well, you're I, on public land and you're up on the side of Levita the, the Pass and you crack into the stone and, oh shit, I found a bunch of crinoids in Matrix, that's cool. That's public land. It's okay. You can take that. It's fine. Also, sidebar to that, you don't get to have vertebrate fossils. Fuck you. I, I tweeted just now, just very recently, about that guy who now owns the largest oh, yes, triceratops skeleton and it's a private collector so. and fuck you, that belongs in a museum. Fuck that should be seen by, by everybody. It belongs in a museum. Like, oh like that that's my soapbox of this i just i'm gonna step off of really quick so let's just start right here really quick in america at the arizona petrified forest it's a petrified forest cool a bunch of trees turn into rocks over time cool people take chunks of the petrified wood not cool but if you take the chunks of petrified wood apparently it curses you and what follows is a couple of letters that are sent with that are sent to the national forest along with the said stolen rocks as like a form of contrition so here we go just a couple letters you're right it's a curse to take wood from the forest my girlfriend of three years finished with me on the drive home so here's your damn wood back another letter these miserable rocks have caused pure havoc in my love life by the time these rocks reach you things should be back to normal if not i give up dateless and desperate another letter Believe me, if I would have known the curse went on with any of these rocks, I would not have taken them. My life has been totally destroyed since we've been back from vacation. Please take these so please take these so my life will get back to normal and let me start to lo- start over again. Forgive me for ever taking these. Uh yeah. So that's Arizona Petrified Forest. Next, we have a thing called Pele's curse out of Hawaii, and basically the legend goes that if you take anything from the Hawaiian islands that isn't yours to take, like sand, or volcanic rock, or anything at all, you will be cursed by the god Pele. Don't do it! In Iceland, they have something called the Huldakana, which means the hidden folk, not unlike the folk, just different kind of sort of whatever okay, okay. but yeah, yeah, yeah. again don't take their goddamn rocks josh you remember in our um elves epi- or our christmas elves episode about the um yeah yeah about the, the yule lads yeah and we mm-hmm. talked about um we talked about like the 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 hidden colleges of like the fairy folk and stuff and there was a the woman that like looked at the rocks and said this is their college i can get information from them these things live in the stone if you take a stone out of iceland You might be taking, like, one of these uh, Huldakona's, like, living rooms or studies, or you son of a bitch. That was where I held my James Dean Spider Porsche replica. Fuck yo! Don't (laughs) take rocks from Iceland. And finally, 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 if you're just a piece of shit, Gettysburg. Apparently, Gettysburg, that's right, Josh, that Gettysburg, the one like, the most famous battle of the Civil War. Apparently, if you take rocks from there, you would get cursed as shit. Well, I would hope so because, as as we've talked about, and and this is also
1: like completely a callback to our standing stones. Like people, rightly so, get 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 horned up for rocks, and and I get it. Like I've seen the cool photos. Tons of rocks, but I get it. I definitely get it. But you do it properly. You, you 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 do it properly you do it respectfully you're not gonna you're not just like oh hey I'm gonna like well uh, you, you also mentioned this that, that, that yeah like 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 taking rocks from like national forest is a crime and like just to be clear just to be clear listeners like if you thought that was a figure of speech no like I'm pretty sure that's like a federal like crime and, it's like, a misdemeanor you'll get in trouble could, you're gonna fine yeah you you'll get you'll get in trouble like um
0: but uh, like, especially well, for like vertebrate fossils, holy shit! You can get in yeah. so much trouble for having like. Yeah. Um. A couple years ago, Nicolas Cage bought a T. Rex skeleton. Totally illegal. It was a big damn deal. He lost a ton mm-hmm. of money on it, but like, you can't do these things. Yeah. Right. 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 Well, and and um, cause cause I've seen the
1: little like Instagram posts where people will collect it. Like the sand from whatever place they vacationed in And then they put it on a wall And you can see the different Fridays And like, yeah, that's like neat That's cool and all that Sure But yeah, just don't go around Or, or the, the other thing I don't know if you were going to get to this too uh, Like there were This was kind of a big scandal a couple years back um, There were some I want to say even like former Boy Scouts or Yeah, something oh like that. God Oh God that Like knocked over Oh all that the, piece er, of no, shit not, not at all Yeah uh, yeah but yeah like knocked over these rock formations in
0: Utah yeah. wasn't it in Utah yeah the 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 hanging stone I want to say it was called yeah yeah, yeah. It's, this they, this so rock that has been static and fine for like a hundred million years some dickhead yeah. boy scout leader knocked it off and oh you piece of shit dude like nature's yeah. there it's just a thing let it be you're not smarter than yeah. it it will outlive you go fuck yourself Next time you have a thought, let it go. Okay, I'm done. Sorry. Yeah, I, this, exactly. This exactly. one pisses no, but, me off. This exactly is my right. cursed object. This one really pisses me off. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> Well, because it is. It's also that sort of ethos, and maybe this is also, like, the spirit of Teddy Roosevelt coming uh, to us, too. Is it's, it's like, let other people enjoy that, too, right? Like, you're there. You're out in nature's majesty. You're you're living it up, you're enjoying that, so let other people do it. Yeah. Like it like it's that same it's like that same kind of idea of like, oh hey, here's like a fireworks display. What if I like record it on my <laughs> shitty camcorder? It's like it's not the same thing. It's not like you're not gonna be able to capture that. Yeah. It's not the same experience. So just take the time to like be present and in that moment and Loving this rock formation, loving this petrified forest, but then don't just steal anything. Don't You're take a it. piece of shit.
0: It's not yeah. yours. Go fuck yourself. Like, exactly. it's not yours. Yeah.
1: Oh, also, just very quickly because this was driving me crazy, and I had to look it up. Yeah, buddy. So the Women of Lem statue, I I think is, I think it's probably more properly the Greek, uh, cy- cycladic, style. Okay, and not the geometric. Okay. Geometrics is, I think, specifically like pottery painting. So if you want to look, if, if you just like Google uh, Greek Cycladic art or whatever, you see these like kind of cool statues that are in a style that I think is pretty similar to uh, to that. But I'm not an art historian, so don't don't take my word for it. Right on. Um, well, Mark, I think this was yeah. this has been a
0: great... Yeah, I First got... Off, Luki, I sorry, got I got word up there at the end. I, I, I apologize. But no, man. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Well, cause, cause, it is, it's, it's so interesting too that, yeah, I think so many of, so like, like the, the, like underlying rationale for so many of these stories is like, here's like an inanimate object. Here's a thing, but like something of its like previous experiences still like carries on with this thing, right? Like, like, yeah. here's a ring that Rudolph Valentino wore and it killed him and a bunch of other people. Here's a this doll that some yeah, and here's this doll that like this piece of shit like naughty little boy used as like a scapegoat for like, "Oh, who broke this plate? Oh, it wasn't me. It was the doll." And then no wonder the doll goes on to like <laughs> make creepy children noises. And so so I think that's the idea. Well, and and even beyond just like the human stuff, right? Like these rocks, these very special rocks. That have a history of their own, and have and have their own stories, and like and then, yeah, like the hubris and the folly of man, to like come along and like pocket something or like push a thing over. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I hope your dick doesn't work and your girlfriend <laughs> breaks up with you. That's probably yeah, yeah, like that's what I want the story of the petrified forest to be. Like damn right, you don't get hardwood. You don't get hardwood anymore. You don't get hardwood after taking the hardest of wood. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um uh. so I guess in like as as a way to 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 sort of bring this episode to a close, uh if there if if, if there's a if there's going to be a cursed object that Comes from Mark's life. Like years from now, somebody say like, "Oh, this this thing this belonged to Mark the Wizard on the podcast." What what is it? What is what are its quirks? What does it do? What's the cursed object that may uh, be a part of your life and like later generations?
0: Probably my Duff beer glass because I feel like this thing has seen me through what like sixty something <laughs> episodes at this point. Minus when no, like, the it. Cheers mug made a cameo And when the Packers glass made a cameo But yeah, like That is true th- This seemed like true. the highs yeah. and lows of my Wizard's Goblet So yeah, I've got to say this is a cursed <laughs> object for me How about you, buddy? What do you got? Oh man, I think Well, so I, I don't even remember wh- where I picked this
1: up But I have like a little church key In front of me Like the little like bottle One opener. side's kind of a Yeah, well, one side's a bottle opener But then the other side's the little kind of pointed thing Like before the pop top Cans, yeah. Uh, you you just like literally poked a hole inside of your like steel can of Budweiser or whatever. Um, and yeah, like, and and this also had a life even before, as I'm sure is the case with your Duff uh beer mug too. This also had a life before the Two Wizards podcast, and so maybe one day, um, yeah, like, uh, in the Two Wizards podcast museum (laughs) in the Florida Keys. (laughs) Florida Keys. <laughs> There's going to be some old grandma like, oh yes, this is. Here's some of the drinking paraphernalia in the in the Quincy wing of the Two Wizards <laughs> Podcast <Quincy>. Museum. <laughs> <laughs> and some some say that if you use this church key to open your beer, the the first sip will. Blow up in your face like Mark's homebrew beer. <laughs> An episode.
0: <laughs> oh shit. Oh god, it's too good. Oh, too we got to get out of here. Well, Where can they find our cursed objects? Yeah, optics, buddy? yeah, we
1: we do. Yeah, we do. We we we, we got to wrap it up. But so, listeners, thank you for joining us along on this on this ride. I, I think we both had a lot of fun. We went we went weird. We got fun and dumb and silly, and, but also informative. Also so informative. Before you learn something too. Don't
0: take rocks from national parks.
1: Yeah. For, first and foremost, don't take rocks from national uh, uh, parks or, or forests or anything like that. Uh, stop stealing Greek artifacts, please, for the love of God. Uh, and even if, like, oh wow, here's Brad Pitt's uh, fountain pen. Just be careful. You may end up like dying or something. Just, just, just be careful taking objects from actors. Don't take stuff that, that isn't too. yours. Yeah, and, and just don't take stuff that isn't yours. Uh, so, but, but tell us, maybe maybe you have a haunted object. Maybe you have a creepy doll in your house uh, and, it, and it does weird things. Let us know. Tell us about it and then we'll share that with the rest of the viewing audience. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and how you can do that, you can send us an email to twowizardspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at twowizardspodc1. You can find me on Twitter, uh, Josh, at barbarian and uh mark they can find you on twitter at marky stardust correct
0: that's correct you can also find me on my other podcast dangle podcast a weekly king of the hill review (laughs) podcast so yeah
1: that's right exactly exactly so yes mark i even if we're not doing like a proper halloween challenge i think between scps and i think with haunted objects curse objects today we're we're still channeling that uki and that spooky.
0: oh yeah pterosaur attacks was terrifying and yeah Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Well, and listeners, uh, if you kind of do the math, you know that we record on Sundays, and wouldn't you know it, the next Sunday actually is Halloween. So we'll 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 have something special. We'll have something special for for that episode. Yokai Part uh, Six. Yok Yokai Part Six. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody. Until that time, uh, I'm Josh. I'm a wizard.
0: And I'm Mark, and I'm a wizard. Thanks for joining us, everybody.
1: All right, take care.
0: <laughs> he rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed
1: them all. Ah!